When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome into the TDN Fantasy Podcast. Chris Schubert, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians back here on a Tuesday, a waiver wire Tuesday, Jamie's week nine rankings, which pre-show he was making changes to the rankings. That's how up that's how many updates are happening. He posted the rankings today, and he's already making changes to said rankings as the day goes on. So we'll get into that here on the show. But before we get into the waiver wire rankings and, and pickups for the week, want to let everyone know about our friends over at Bet Online. Head over to the new updated desktop or mobile website and sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BLEAV50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your bonus. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Waiver, wire, rankings, week nine. The way we do this, I have Fantasy Pros pulled up on another screen. We go position by position. I shout out names to both Jamie and Jake, and they talk about said names. So, start with the quarterback position here, gentlemen. And the top three names on the list, Tua, Taysom Hill, Justin Fields. Those are your top three names. So I like two of those names. Um, I know obviously Justin Fields had the monster game last week, but I'm not trusting him uh, in primetime against the Steelers this week. But uh, I do love the matchups for both Tua Tungvaloa. And if Taysom Hill is cleared and ready to and ends up starting this game over Trevor Simeon, I like him as well. Tua is going up at home against the Houston defense. It's given up a ton of points this year. Uh, and Taysom Hill, because of him running around and doing all the things that he's done, even though he's not a good real-life quarterback, he's proven to be a pretty successful fantasy quarterback in that brief stint last year we got to be a starter was averaging more than 21 fantasy points per game against to go up against an Atlanta defense uh, that's pretty vulnerable at home uh, I have Tua at QB 12 Taysom at QB 13 this week so I would be very excited about either one of them if you need some quarterback help this week not as excited about fields I, I, I'm waiting to see on that I don't think we're going to see that sort of rushing performance a, again back-to-back weeks particularly against the Pittsburgh Steelers defense 
Couldn't agree more. I mean, the one touchdown was an absolute fluke. Taysom Hill, very Jalen Hurts-esque for Chris to throw out there. I expect that kind of performance. And two has been really good the last three weeks, fantasy-wise. Like, he, he's putting up numbers. They're throwing the ball a ton. Second worst rushing – or second least rushing attempts. Like, second worst rushing team in the league. So, they're throwing it a ton. It all goes through Tua. Uh, we go to the running back position, and I feel like the only place to start this conversation is with name, the – Oh, please go ahead then, Jamie. Uh, yeah, just uh, another name to kind of keep an eye out for just in case he ends up starting this week. And then uh, it's Terod Taylor. Just don't forget about him. Uh, he's been practicing. It's possible he comes off of uh, – it's possible he ends up starting this week. And I have him as a top 10 quarterback this week if he is out there. So uh, that's a name to kind of keep an eye on. Uh, I don't know if we're going to get clarity on whether or not he's going to be cleared or starting until later in the week. But that's a name that I would absolutely put in my lineup, even over to uh, and Taysom Hill. Jamie couldn't miss the Tyrod Taylor. I love it. He, he was playing yeah, good before he got hurt again, man. He was my good. guy. He's a good. He's a he's a pretty decent fantasy quarterback and a pretty decent real life quarterback. I mean, he's not, not nothing. Uh, nothing that's going to blow you away. You're not going to win a Super Bowl with him, but he's he's a, a quote unquote professional quarterback. Uh, we get to the running back position, and I feel like the only place to start here, Jamie, is with the guy that's number one on the fantasy pros list, and yeah. that is Adrian Peterson, the newest member of the Tennessee Titans. Another year, another Adrian Peterson team. This is really intriguing to me for a number of reasons, because I think this is a great fit schematically in the way that the the uh, the dual blocking scheme uh, that the Titans employ. He's going to have complete control of these early down work workloads uh i'm really excited to kind of see how he gets up and running now there's a tough matchup against the rams i probably wouldn't be excited to play him this week uh coming in out of the blue i can't imagine he's gonna get a full workload it's a tough defense to run against all of that stuff but long term i do actually think he's going to be a flex worthy player for you as will be jeremy mcnichols who should continue to be in his pass catching role for them but uh this backfield is going to be peterson and mcnichols uh health willing for the rest of the regular season most likely or at least the rest of the fantasy regular season at worst. So uh, I definitely think he's worth picking up. I uh, I was lucky enough to be able to uh, pick up Adrian Peterson yesterday, uh, even before the waiver period, because if you play in certain leagues uh, before it updated that he was on a team, he was a free agent and it allows you to pick up free, most leagues allow you to pick up free agents that are not attached to teams. Uh, as long as you have a player that you can drop on your roster, I had a bi-week player to drop and it was Kenya Drake. So uh, I took that chance. Uh, and I think if the, for those of you that didn't have that opportunity and are going to have to bid on him with fab this week, uh, I think he, this is a guy that's probably worth about 20% of your fat budget. Uh, Jamie, a couple of other names that I see here on my list here. Boston Scott at two, Carlos Hyde at four, Jordan Howard at five, rounding out the top five on the fantasy pros list. Not as excited about either. Like Boston Scott's interesting to me. Um, I think it's worthy of a $1 type of a bid. Throw him in if you need him. Uh, I just I just don't know on any given week. Like The Eagles aren't going to be beating down teams very often. Uh, I just That's not who they are. So I do want to see when they go back to their losing ways if we see a lot more Kenny Gainwell. So uh, I'm not overly excited about that. Uh, if you want to pick him up, that's fine. I just I wouldn't spend a ton of money. Um, Carlos Hyde, I'd only pick up 
in is James Robinson insurance. Uh, if James Robinson is, is plays and it looks like he avoided a major heel injury, so he might end up actually playing this weekend, uh, then Carlos Hyde doesn't have much value. Uh, but if, if James Robinson is ruled out, I do think Carlos Hyde is a flex worthy play. Again, that's a short term thing. I wouldn't spend a ton of fab on him. Uh, I would not take Jordan Howard uh, at all. And I, so I look at some of the other names on this list. I think there's one name that we should talk about. Uh, and he looked pretty decent in the game last night, but not somebody I would pick up. And that's Derek Orr. I do want to let everyone know we lost Jake to some technical difficulties. So if you don't hear Jake the remainder of the show, we're not just silencing him. We have lost him into the uh, the the internet. The internet monster got him. Uh, the wide receiver position, Jamie, and you know it feels like it feels like FantasyPros.com listened to the TD and Fantasy podcast, and they listened to us talk about a certain player because their number one wide receiver this week is a player we've been talking about on this show in this segment for the last couple of weeks. Rashad Bateman tops their list. Devontae Parker two, Michael Gallup three, Van Jefferson four, Jamison Crowder. Uh, show favorite at number five. Yeah, so I, I don't. I don't think we should talk about Gallup and Parker. They're owned in half the leagues. Um, I, I don't. I think that's too high to talk about for waiver wire because for the the reality is most of you are playing in deeper leagues than this, and you're probably yes. these players are probably owned in far more percentage of the leagues that you're playing in than are, are what the consensus rankings are. But yeah, Rashad Bateman coming back off of a buy. I think this is a perfect opportunity for you to grab him. Uh, you know, his numbers haven't been eye popping, but he, his usage has been pretty significant, and I do think he's going to be a player down the stretch for both the Ravens and for fantasy football. Ball. Uh, again, more like in that wide receiver four type category. But again, there's nothing wrong with having players like that on your roster, particularly when there's bye weeks and injuries and all the other stuff that's coming up. Uh, Van Jefferson's another really interesting name. Deshaun Jackson might get traded today. Uh, we're recording this uh, about for whatever, five hours before the trade deadline. Uh, but even if he's not, he's not heavily involved in that offense. And Van Jefferson is going to clearly be the number three option. Again, more of that wide receiver four type territory. The two guys I'm really intrigued by, though, Chris. Oh, I know. Five it's and two. six on this yep. list. Uh, oh, I thought it was going to be six and seven, but okay, five and six are good. I'm intrigued by Elijah, Elijah Moore seven, by the way. I'm intrigued by Elijah Moore, but if I'm going to pick up a Jets pass catcher right now, it's going to be Jamison Crowder. Michael Crowder. Um, oh. Ton, ton of work for him so far. Whether it's Mike White, whether it's, it's Zach Wilson, you know, again, I don't know how long Zach Wilson's injury is going to be. Uh, by the way, spoiler, Zach Wilson is starting when he's healthy. Uh, I, I Hopefully, we don't have to continue this conversation anymore, but I don't know when he's going to be healthy. He's going to be one week, two weeks, three weeks. We don't know. Uh, but Jamison Crowder has been getting an increasing role uh, since he came back from injury early in the season. Uh, I love him this week. Uh, I'm trying to see where I have him ranked for this week. Uh, I say love relatively, but uh, let me see here. I have Jamison Crowder. My guess is I have him somewhere in the 30s. Uh, I do, 38. Um, so again, very solid flex option. Maybe a wide receiver three for you. Mike White seemed to lean on him. Uh, that guy is playing on Thursday night, so keep an eye on him. And Jamal Agnew, uh, number six, a guy that we've been talking about a little bit, and I know the guys, are, our friends over there at Underdog Fantasy have been talking about a lot the last week. Uh, I, I believe the phrase we used on this show was that he's playing the role that we all wanted LaVisca Chenault to play, uh, and it's been, this is not a one-week thing. This has been a multi-week uh, run for Jamal Agnew, and they've been really trying to get him involved for a while now. Uh, and look, I'm looking at his target share. You look at these last three weeks now, uh, seven targets in week five, six targets in week six, the bye week, and then 12 targets last week. I mean, that's 25 targets in the last three games. He's caught 17 of them. Uh, something you just have to be aware of. Like, it's it just he is going to be heavily involved. I would still have Marvin Jones ranked above him this week and for the rest of the season. But the wide receiver two, quote unquote, that you want in Jacksonville at this point, it's Jamal Agnew. It's not LaVisca Chanel. 
We will finish with the tight end position, Jamie. Uh, Pat Fryermuth tops the list. Logan Thomas is number two, but owned in 51% of leagues. I think he goes into the category of... Yeah, he's, I, I, he's not available in most leagues. But uh, And we don't know what the timetable is on him, but I'm, I'm also not did, picking him up now to sit him through a bye, and I just, I don't know. Dan Arnold at three, Tyler Conklin at four, Evan Ingram at five. So, Ingram, I would... Well, here's the thing. You're going to know before waivers clear. If he gets traded to the Packers today, I'm in very intrigued. That's very that, specific. If he gets traded to the Packers, I'm intrigued. You're very, I, I very think because I think there's a legitimate chance that the Packers trade for him today. Uh, again, we are recording this five hours before the the official deadline. So depending on when you listen to this, you'll know whether or not I'm, I'm a profit or an, a moron or both at the same time, because that's probably fair. Uh, but if he does get traded to the Packers today, he is somebody that I would probably go up to number one on my waiver wire list of the tight end position. Uh, Tyler Conklin's got a really solid – it's been solid and he's got a solid matchup this coming week. So if you need a tight end, Tyler Conklin is a guy that I would grab up off of waivers as well uh pat fryermuth i love too but uh again you're not really you know i'm looking at these guys as potential like streaming options at this point i don't think you should be stashing tight ends but evan ingram just keep an eye on uh if you're listening to this before the deadline keep an eye on if he gets traded to the packers today you want to get into your rankings is that something that you're comfortable Let's with do it all right. Well, before we do that, I got to tell everybody about our friends over at Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Simplified. Uh, we've talked about it here on the TDN Fantasy Podcast. You've heard Jamie talk about it on the Money Down NFL show that he is the co-host of every Sunday morning. You pick anywhere from two to five players, and you pick a statistic around those players. If it's a quarterback, passing touchdowns, passing yards. If it's a running back, you can pick rushing yards, rushing touchdowns, fantasy points, even. And you pick two to five players, and if all of them all of them hit, you can win up to ten times your entry. They also have mixed sports entries they have all sorts of different sports college football nfl mlb nba nhl mma soccer and a whole lot more head on over to prize picks on either the apple app store or the google play store and when you download the app and use the promo code tdn when you sign up you're going to get a 100 deposit bonus up to 100 so head on over to prize picks download the app get started today maybe you do a little bit better than jamie has done uh, the last couple of weeks over at, at prize picks okay on that note jamie we get into your quarterback rankings for the week you mentioned it earlier tyrod taylor comes in as quarterback 10 for you kirk cousins quarterback 12 Tua quarterback 13 Taysom hill quarterback 14 i gotta be honest with you that's the group that i'm most interested in I feel <laughs> it's like fascinating group quarterbacks one through eight again you could probably put them in any order and you wouldn't have any agreement uh, any disagreements quarterbacks 10 through 18 is the group that i'd like to discuss here on the program today jamie if that's okay with you because here let me read that group to you tyrod 10 Derek Carr 11 kirk cousins 12 2 13 Taysom hill 14 Tannehill 15 teddy 16 carson went 17 daniel jones 18 how do you feel about that how do you feel about that group 10 to 18 that you put together this week not great no actually i feel pretty good about it like this is where we have to kind of separate uh, some of the the real life from fantasy perspective like if Taysom hill is the starting quarterback and he's healthy and he's cleared i have no issue throwing him in my lineup this week against atlanta it's a good matchup he's gonna run around a bit like the rushing upside there is significant as i mentioned earlier a guy that averaged 21 plus fantasy points per game in his starts last year I, I have no issues with that. Two has been really good. To Rod Taylor, I've been yelling about since the offseason. And by the way, he was really good before he got hurt, uh, uh, you know, relative to expectations. And he's got a good matchup against Miami defense. that can't stop anybody. So I actually feel pretty good about it. The Actually, the ones I don't feel as good about, honestly, believe it or not, is seven through nine. 
Like I, I know you mentioned, you know, it's like, oh, you know, you feel good about, you know, Tarad and Derek Carr and Tua and Taysom. But no, it's the Dak Prescott seven, Justin Herbert eight, Jalen Hurts at nine that I actually feel a little apprehensive about. Justin Herbert hasn't been good these last couple of weeks. Dak's coming off of an injury. You know, Jalen Hurts is... You know, this is this is a really, really tough defensive matchup. And again, he's got the rushing upside that kind of saves him. But uh, to me, I would have a harder time if I'm relying on Dak, Herbert or Hertz, knowing that, like, I can't really bench these guys because of their talent and from a fantasy standpoint. But uh, I can easily foresee a scenario where these guys are, are stuck in the teens and points this week. And you're watching guys on the waiver wire score 21. Like, so actually, I felt worse about where I put those guys than I did the guys initially below them. You want to talk about not believing in a performance from a week ago? You have Justin Fields ranked as quarterback 27 this week. You're not buying in whatsoever. I, 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 I got to disagree with you. I, no, I, I agree. Well, I'm look. just pointing it out that everybody is is extremely excited about the, the performance, the rushing, the numbers, and you and you just you're, you're throwing cold water in everybody's face. You're like, nope. Let me see it again. Quarterback 27 again. And look, and and partly why I do this is is I'm playing the percentages. Like I'm playing the what are the odds that he does it again? What's the matchup in this scenario? Like to me, like here's here's his point totals since he's been a starter like 3.29 8.26 8.84 14.26 4.16 and then last week's 26.3 like in the five starts beforehand he was averaging 7.76 fantasy points per game at the quarterback position that is a matchup loser that isn't just yeah. bad that is you lose your matchup even as a super flex like i i I got to see it again, especially against that Pittsburgh defense. Austin Eckler running back two this week for Jamie Eisner. Jonathan Taylor running back one. Just we'll start there. Jonathan Taylor running back one. Austin Eckler uh, running back two. Other names here. Devontae Booker up to running back 13. Jamie will not. Uh, if there's one thing Jamie won't get get rid of, it's his love for James Robinson running back 14 this week. Melvin Gordon running back 15. Uh, Darrell Williams. Six. Man, your, your tiers right outside the top 10 for both of these positions are fascinating to me this week. Well, look, this is a uh, this is kind of a sad running back group. No Derrick Henry at the top. I don't expect Christian McCaffrey back this week. I do not expect Saquon Barkley back this week. Um, so we're kind of in this weird scenario up here. But um, I guess the names to point out, like obviously, you know, Taylor Eckler, Cook, Kamara, Jones, Najee, Zeke, Chubb. I mean, like you're starting all those guys like there's, there's nothing there. Um, a couple things I did want to point out that one, Josh Jacobs having a better season than you think he is. Uh, I, I would encourage everybody to go out there and look at actually his fantasy point totals this year, who comes in as RB11. Uh, Devontae Booker finds his way into production. Uh, it, it's not always pretty, but he finds his way into it. Melvin Gordon, again, also having a better season than everybody thinks he is because everyone's so gung-ho about getting Javante Williams more touches, and Melvin Gordon has been a, a better fantasy player. You know, Daryl Williams, for all the hand-wringing about Derek Orr last night, still put together a damn solid game. Uh, it, look, it, it's... Zach Moss has got a really good matchup. Damian Harris has got a really good matchup. Uh, You know, there's some really interesting kind of players in here that I kind of like, but it it does feel like it falls off pretty quickly. Like, it feels like if you don't get one of these, like, top 24 guys, and I'm cutting the 24 off at James Conner, I, I'm not going to feel great about that next group of players. I could see this. I'm spiky. I could see Latavius Murray having a big game or Ty Johnson putting together another really strong performance. Boston Scott could get in the end zone. But like outside of like that RB2 territory, like I'm not feeling 
a lot of these guys. Do they have bad matchups or they're kind of in weird situations that you don't love? Yeah, and, and in, in the one league that I constantly ask you for uh, feedback on in my dynasty league, uh, most of my running backs uh, are outside of that top 24. So it's going really well for me uh, in that regard. Uh, the wide receiver position, Jamie. Cooper Cup, wide receiver one. Feels like that's just a yeah, standard pretty at this good. point uh, on a weekly basis that that's where he is going to be. Um, Marquise Brown coming off the bye. You have him all the way up as wide receiver eight. I'm trying to look if there's anything that you are. Brandon Cook's a top 20 wide receiver. Yeah, Miami. The, the good matchup with Miami uh, is really helpful. Down a little bit on the Arizona guys. Uh, Hopkins at 19. Uh, I've, I'm not expecting Kyler Murray to play this week. That is the assumption I'm making with him and all Arizona players is that Colt McCoy starts for the Cardinals this week. So keep that in mind when you're checking out my rankings. Uh, Michael Pittman, nice big jump there up to wide receiver 20. Uh, good. Should have the a nice game against your Jets. On this show. It's yeah. the respect he deserves. Should be have a good game against your, your, your Jetropolitans. Um, yeah, I don't I don't expect the Jets defense to really slow them down. They gave up 54 to the Patriots and then 31 to the Bengals. So there's going to be opportunities aplenty uh, for, for Michael Pittman. Uh, anything else in this group? There's not a whole lot that's like big talking point to me. No, but I, I do think it's it's worthwhile to at least discuss some of the, you know, like the the A.J. Brown, Julio Jones options. And by the way, Julio Jones, we, we kind of told you about the, the injury stuff, but, uh, you know, he should get more work. Here's the thing about the Titans offense. I expect them to throw more now. And that's not, not exactly a hot take. I get it. You're not replacing Derrick Henry with Adrian Peterson. You're not replacing Derrick Henry with pretty much any running back in, in football. So you're going to have to throw a little bit more to compensate and keep that offense going, which should be good news for A.J. Brown, who's my wide receiver seven this week, had that big finally breakout game this year uh, last week. If Julio Jones is back and healthy, I think he's a low-end wide receiver too. You never know when he's going to leave the game with a hamstring or a calf or some other soft tissue injury, but uh, still a tremendous talent when he's on the field and should get more opportunities now with Henry out of the lineup. Uh, but for me, it's really just kind of looking in that next tier and finding some of these value guys. And again, we talked about Jamison Crowder, wide receiver 38. Don't forget about Henry Ruggs coming back off of by wide receiver 32. Uh, you know, some of these guys here could have some significant value for you this coming week Hunter Renfro as well. Like there's actually a lot of guys I kind of like in this category uh, a little bit further down. And then, you know, some of the bigger names that I will still say, don't put in your lineup. Alan Robinson, wide receiver 47, Otto Beckham Jr., wide receiver 48. Just don't do it. It's not happening. And I guess the last one is Brandon Ayuk makes his appearance back in my rankings. They finally remembered he exists in San Francisco. Wide receiver 62, so I'm, I'm not saying get like overly excited about it, but he's at least fantasy relevant again. The tight end position. This this is Last week we talked about how this, this group doesn't look very normal, doesn't look the way it should. It's a little bit back to reality this week. Travis Kelsey, one. Darren Waller, two. Mike Jacecki, three. Mark Andrews, four. Dallas Goddard, five. Noah Fant, six. Kyle Pitts, seven. George Kittle, eight. Dalton Schultz, nine. Tyler Conklin, 10. Hunter Henry, 11. Jared Cook, 12. That is the tight end one group for you, Jamie Eisner, here in week nine. Yeah, Conklin might surprise some people at 10. Uh, it's got a, he's been pretty solid. It's got a really good matchup. Baltimore's struggled against uh, tight ends pretty much all season long, if you remember even going back to that week one game where they allowed Darren Waller to get 11 million fantasy points. Uh, I expect George Kittle to at least have a 50-50 shot, if not better, to play this week. That's why I, I do have him up there. Uh, obviously, if he doesn't play this week, don't start him. Uh, I, I don't think that's any actionable advice, but I'm also not exactly starting Ross Dwelly either. So uh, I did feel like it was important to get Kittle in my rankings to kind of see where he would rank as you start 
start to look at potential options that you could pick up off of waivers if you're waiting for him or you have somebody on by. Um, you know, Kyle Pitts didn't have the monster game that we were hoping for last week. Defense is kind of keyed in on him a little bit more with Calvin Ridley out of the lineup, but uh, I still like him as a solid play. Uh, Jaseki continues to put up numbers. like, And, you know, he, he didn't have a monster game last week by any means, but he gets a Houston defense this week. He should have a really big game. Uh, it's kind of, but it's kind of a sad group for the most part. Like Kelsey has, I, I'm not sure Kelsey's not hurt the way he played last night. Like I, he doesn't look right. Uh, but again, there's no, I can't logically put him outside of, of tight end one territory. Hopefully we get another big game from Darren Waller here soon. He's been solid, but he hasn't had these monster games uh, aside from that week one outing where he put up all the points and got like 11 jillion targets. Uh, Mark Andrews always has the chance to pop. I really like him as well this week, but um, there's a lot of guys that I feel okay starting, but I don't feel like there's a lot of guys that go, yeah, they're going to go off this week. Like I don't feel like I'm confident in saying anybody in the tight end group is going to go off this week. It's been an interesting group to keep an eye on all throughout the season because we really haven't had those marquee performances. I think of the guys, and he's not playing this week because he's on bye, but Hawkinson is a guy who has, I think, you know, exceeded expectations of where we thought he was going to be in the preseason process. Yes and no. A little bit. A little bit. Yes and no. I mean, he's had some big games. We also had some rough games in the middle. Like, I think they're kind of evening out. Like, so for example, right now in half PPR leagues, which which is kind of you know the context we're talking about, there's not there are no tight end that there's only one tight end that's averaging 13 points or more per game, and that's Mark Andrews at 13.2. So only three averaging 12 points per game or more. Like, it has been rough and rougher than we expected. And last week, the the leading tight end in half PPR last week was 13.9 points. And that was Hawkinson. You know, there were only seven tight ends that got to double digits. Like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's been, it's been rough. Like, I mean, right, like Tyler Croft with nine points was the tight end eight. Like, that's the kind of thing we're talking about. Like, to be tight end one last week, you had to have 8.2 points. Like, it's been rough. Do you want to give some love? Because you did it to me last week. You got upset when I ended the show early and I didn't give love to the kickers and the defense. Do you want to Do you want to very, very quickly give some love to those two positions? Justin no. Tucker, kicker one. Yeah. No, no. no. So, th- so this week you don't want to do it. Last week you wanted to do well, it. I tried. I, well, because you want to do it now. I don't want to. No. Uh, Justin Tucker, kicker one uh, for me this week. Tyler Bassett having another very, very strong season for Buffalo kicker two. Nick Folk, uh, again, kind of flying under the radar, has been excellent for New England. Uh, kicker three, Greg Joseph, kicker four. Again, a lot of opportunities for him. Daniel Carlson coming off by kicker six. Randy Bola, kicker seven. Uh, I can't imagine. I don't know if the Titans are going to get in the end zone a ton against the Rams. So they might have to settle for some field goals. Uh, Zane Gonzalez, another one, another name that's actually been really good over the last month or so for Carolina, uh, comes in at kicker 10. Joey Sly replacing Robbie Gold in San Francisco has been fairly solid. Uh, he's missed some kicks, but he's been solid from a fantasy standpoint. He's getting a lot of opportunities. Uh, so again, real life, he's been a little bit erratic as Joey Sly normally is. But fantasy wise, he seems to be getting the job done for you as kicker 12. And uh, my boy, Young Way Koo, uh, back up into the top 15 this week. He's been coming along lately as kicker 14. Defenses. You have the Buffalo Bills at Jacksonville as your top defense this week. Yeah, Buffalo Bills, I believe they are the top scoring defense overall already this year. Jacksonville's a strong matchup. This is this is not a great game to play your Jaguars. Let's be perfectly honest. No. Even though we like, spent the, the portion of the show talking about uh, Jamal Agnew and everything else, not a good week. 
it's still not a good week to play him. Like I, I again, Jamal Agnew's what a wide receiver four. Like, yeah, I mean, there's volume there to be had potentially in garbage time, but it's not a good week. Buffalo has been stifling uh, the saints uh, against Atlanta to the Colts on Thursday night against the, the fighting Mike White uh, at home. Uh, Dallas against Denver is for New England against whatever's left of Sam Donald or maybe PJ Walker. We'll see who ends up starting that game for Carolina. Number five, Cardinals six, Rams seven against the Derrick Henry list Titans, uh, Green Bay eight against Kansas City. Kansas City continues to be a solid defense or excuse me, a solid offense to play a fantasy defense against. They just turn the ball over. They continue to do it. They did it, what, twice last night? We had the, the Kelsey fumble and the Mahomes interception. So uh, that's a defense that, I'm, that would not be afraid of. And by the way, Packers Chiefs, really, really fun game in that late window uh, this coming weekend. Cannot wait for that matchup. Um, a little surprised the Chiefs are favored, uh, favored by almost by three. I mean, I, I don't feel like this is a team that I would call even with Green Bay on a neutral field, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. We'll say that for another show. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, Monday Night Football, number nine, San Francisco 10, and Denver and Carolina round out the top 12 for me, Chris. That's it. We're done. The waiver wire and uh, rankings version of the show. Jamie, you're back. Uh, the Instagram page of the Draft Network on Friday to answer everybody's fantasy questions. Is that is that accurate? Is that is that, is that at it least in your tentative? Oh, okay. See, it, it, it's in your tentative plans. I know. I know. We talked about this earlier, so it is tentatively potentially you're answering everybody's fantasy questions on Friday. If Jamie does not do that, you will see us back together on Sunday night to recap all of the week nine action. Jamie, where can everybody follow you on social media? follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter and at Jamie Eisner TDN on Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter at Shoe Radio, S-C-H-U Radio. Make sure you follow the show on Twitter at TDN Fantasy. The DraftNetwork.com underneath the Fantasy tab is where all of Jamie's rankings live. He is constantly updating them. He's made updates to them today after posting them live. There are going to be updates throughout the remainder of the week. Everybody have a great rest of your week. We will talk to you on Sunday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.